And we are live. This is a wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call. 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, wow. This, I mean, I, I've been saying this too many times this season that I've just been surprised by this team. And after last night's huge performance in Sacramento, the starters logging such heavy minutes, and you not really getting that much from the bench, knowing that you're heading into a tough place to play in terms of Utah, and you're on the last game of a long road trip, which, you know, in the NBA, they had things called schedule losses. I was saying it last night at the end of the pod. I was preparing for, you know, if there were to be one of those games where there might be a letdown, it might be this game. Then add in the fact that Norman Powell, yes, you're reigning NBA Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Norman Powell, goes down barely two minutes into the game. And I thought, okay, fair enough. I see where this game's going. Please just get back into the Eastern time zone healthy. And yet this Toronto Raptors team yet again, digs deep, finds a way to win. And as Gozi writes in right now on Instagram, he says, so Sheldon, are you not entertained? <laughs> I mean, Wow. Thanks, guys, for tuning into this The Wrap It Up podcast as you have been all season long and late night on this West Coast trip. Really appreciate you guys. There was, what, over like 1,500 people in the chat last night, late night. And again, hey, chat's blowing up already. So really appreciate you guys rocking with us as you do live on Twitter after each and every Raptors game at Shell Alexander. Same thing going there. We take your comments and questions on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And we're here to be interactive. Your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show there is. Taking your comments and questions on everything going on with the defending NBA champion Toronto Raptors. And for those people, I know it might be your bedtime. Maybe you tune in for a little bit. You want to catch the rest later. We got you covered on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube iTunes, all that fun stuff. You can catch the pod for your morning commute. We got you covered there as well. But for the people that are here live, let's get to the shits. I mean, Raptors enter this game since January 15th. They had the best record in the NBA at 20-4. and four. Yet your man's Nick Nurse, <laughs> while walking to the bench pregame, gets stopped by the ever, you know, clever Utah security, and they ask him for a ticket. <laughs> Raps still out here trying to get some respect, but they earn it with a huge win, 101 to 92 over the Utah Jazz. As your Raptors improve to 4 and 1, they close out this road trip 4 and 1 on the trip on a tough second night of a back-to-back -back in Utah. And again, I can't state this too much. Utah was playing well. They were winners of five straight. You're talking about a tough place to play in the NBA. You could hear the crowd going crazy during the game. Also, I've never heard an opposed, a visiting team's broadcast, meaning the Raptors broadcast, which you're all watching in Canada. I've never heard 
someone on the broadcast complaining about the fans heckling them while calling the game. But that's what they were talking about during the broadcast as Jack sounded like he was rattled by the fans in Utah. That's how loud and how crazy it was. And yet your Toronto Raptors are not phased. Not phased at all. They lose Norman Powell. There's still no Mark Gasol because he's not going to play on the second end of a back-to-back. Still no Fred Van Fleet. And you know what? You know you were going to get a good game from the Jazz because the Raps blew the melt in their last meeting. So this game starts, and after Norm goes down, the Raptors don't even miss a beat. Kyle Lowry just seems ready, and you got to really give a lot of credit, a whole lot of credit to Kyle, Serge, and Pascal. Those three guys, this is what you need from your stars in a tough road game and a game where, you know, you might not have it. You're struggling. As I mentioned, might be one of those things called scheduled losses, but the Raptors big time players that were left because they're starting to run out of rotation guys, right? Starting to run out of starters, but these guys delivered. And when you look at the box score and you say Kyle Lowry gives you 21 points, Serge gives you 27 and 13. And then there's Pascal who's been struggling with the shooting overall, I want to say, even though he's finished up games strong the last couple. Pascal had a good game from start to finish. 27 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists for Pascal, 2 of 5 from 3, 9 of 18 overall from the floor. And Pascal, I thought, took on the challenge of saying, okay, Norm went down, that means I got to pick up the slack and I got to get busy. And the big thing about Pascal, I love the fact that you saw a little bit of everything from his game. Yes, he was shooting threes. Yes, he was rebounding. Yes, he was passing the ball, finding guys for open shots, getting OG some open looks for three, getting Kyle some open looks for three, finding Surge. Pascal was just all over the place. And if you think about what you need from the Toronto Raptors in terms of a superstar performance, putting the team on his back and saying, okay, I I got this game. Got to give credit where credit's due. Huge night from Pascal Siakam. And, you know, (laughs) there's a little bit of everything in this game. And once you get the feistiness, the reason why I like this Raptors team so much, why they're so easy to root for, yes, they don't back down. Yes, it's all the cliches about, you know, they try hard every night, which I know doesn't sound like the compliment that I mean it to be, but they really lay it on the line and give max effort night in, night out. Like, they're not going to beat themselves. You're going to have to go out there and beat the Toronto Raptors. And to get to the even bigger cliche here of, They don't back down to anybody. You saw that on multiple occasions in this game. And not only at the end with the OG and Rudy Gobert going back and forth, which if you're Rudy Gobert, like, it's a whack look, no? Like, you're getting in a a, a shoving match with a dude you're almost a foot taller than, and you're, you're like, looking just so soft. Like, (laughs) there's no other way to put it. I was trying to tiptoe around it, but no. Rudy Gobert was just looking mad soft in that situation. You're letting OG throw elbows at you like that, bruh, and the only thing you got is a little shove back before the refs come in for the hold me back special? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm looking at Rudy Gobert like, you're soft, bro. And OG, OG was not shook at all, but the best part might have been Surge playing the Peacemaker, as if we haven't witnessed Surge actually throw hands on the court multiple times, <laughs> as if we haven't witnessed Surge who, who was it that he choked out? Was it Marquise Chris? 
when he was on the Cavs, the best part was Serge playing Peacemaker. Like, this whole thing was just incredible. And the Raptors just dominating the Jazz. And I think bullying the Jazz. There's no back down from this team. And that's what makes them a team that's so easy to cheer for. Because they don't get shook by anybody. And you look at this game, again, it would have been so easy to fold it up and say, hey, you know what? Three and two trip, that's a solid trip. We're, we don't have another game until Saturday. If we get blown out in Utah, whatever, solid trip. But no, they don't leave anything out there to chance. They they buckle down, and <laughs> I know I was just talking about the go bear thing, but to me, maybe the even funnier thing was earlier on in the game with Kyle Lowry and Royce O'Neal. That was pretty funny. I thought, you know, O'Neal was trying to back down Kyle Lowry in the post. He kind of tried to hook him with an elbow, and Lowry didn't really appreciate it. He could tell that, right? Lowry kind of gave him a look, pushed him back. And then the next time down the floor, Lowry just doesn't hesitate and just runs up to my dude and just fouls him. Just kind of a G-check to be like, no, I see you, and I'm going to make sure that you see me. <laughs> and just sort of step to him in, in a sort of say something. <laughs> and I respect Kyle Lowry's gangster so much because... Royce O'Neal's probably thinking, like, who is this guy? Like, I can't even back him down in the post. I'm trying to do some cheap elbow, and my guy's shoving me back and then purposely just fouling me on the next play, and everybody, refs included, know what he's doing? <laughs> I love it so much. It was just a lot of fun, this game, and it's another example of why this team has a fan base that it does, why the, the fan base has its back up against the wall every time it feels like it's not getting respected. It's almost repping the chip on its shoulder that the team has, that Kyle Lowry and company have, where they're always trying to prove something to the doubters that, no, no, we belong here, and we're going to demand your respect. And if you're not going to give us respect, we're just going to come into your house and take it. So huge win for the Toronto Raptors. And mention that performance. It's, it, it's tough to see. Norman Powell go down and luckily the Raptors don't play again until Saturday so hopefully it's it's not too bad news I think they said it was an ankle sprain hopefully it is something that that's not as serious and Norm is back because he was playing the best basketball of his career and so to have him go down was tough but on the flip side at this point should we be surprised that the rest of the team just steps up in the way that it did. I, I mean, Serge, Pascal, and Kyle. It's just a, it's just amazing performance by the Toronto Raptors in a game where right away, I think you follow the lead of your leaders. And so after Norm goes down, everyone's favorite Raptor, Patrick McCaw, checks into the game. And then seconds later, OG's limping. He stepped on the foot of Mike Connolly. OG leaves the game. And at that moment, <laughs> I'm sure Raptors Nation is thinking, okay, what's going on here? Norm goes down, OG goes down, and everyone's looking at Patrick McCall like, hold on, why is he the one in the game? And trust me, one of my favorite things this whole year is Raptors fans' hatred of Patrick McCaw. It's just comical to me at this point because everyone's so mad at him, and I just find it hilarious because... He just plays defense. He just runs around and tries hard on defense. And he did a good job of that in this game. I think he was a very key factor. But then, of course, your man has to go out there and make the, the prototypical, what we, what we call the Danny Green-esque turnover at the end of the game. And, yeah, that leads to the slander on the timeline. 
ensures that Patrick McCall wasn't going to escape this game and major minutes without the slander on the timeline. But either way, rest of the Raps, the big boys that were left for the Raptors, stepped up in a massive way. And early on, it was Kyle and Serge keying an 8-0 run to keep the game close for the Raps. And I think, you know, Raps up 7, they go to their bench in that first quarter. And we already know last night the bench didn't have it. So you're looking around and thinking, do they have anything in the tank tonight? Because to have seven points the night before and now the second night of a back-to-back, you're hoping that your bench gives you something, anything that might ease the load that's on Kyle, Serge, and Pascal. And early on, let's be serious, Terrence Davis didn't really give them much. The offense continued to struggle until Pascal hits a three. Raps were lucky to be up five by the end of the first quarter. OG comes in to start the second, and Raps offense continues to struggle. Bad shots, turnovers, getting their shot blocked in the lane. The Jazz were running, and they ended up turning that into a six-point lead after a 14-1 run. Matt Thomas checked into the game. And you're seeing an interesting dynamic where basically... Nick Nurse is telling you, or showing you, I guess, the minutes are either going to go to Matt Thomas or Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis didn't have it again. Matt Thomas got his chance, and I think Matt Thomas had a pretty solid game. Hit a three early on, was cutting to the basket, making a layup, doing a really good job, and despite the fact that the Raptors didn't really have anything going, I remember looking up and thinking, I have no idea how the Raps are only down two points. They had a massive offensive drought while Utah was running and gunning. And then next thing you know, Siakam hit a tough fadeaway. Siakam found OG for an alley-oop pass. Timeout, Jazz, and 13-4 run wraps right back in it. And Kyle Lowry, as I've been saying for how many games in a row now, the thing that's so big about Kyle is picking his spots and controlling the game in terms of I'm going to keep this game close, bias some time to close it out late. And I thought the way that Kyle Lowry at the end of that first half decided he was going to go for the two for one, but my guy pulled up from the logo to bang in a three while going for that two for one. It was just a Kyle Lowry FU shot that he has and, you know, the chip on his shoulder comes out and Kyle, you know, that's just the Kyle Lowry we've become to know this season. So he hits that shot. Comes back down, finds Surge. And the Raps end up closing the half. They go into the half with the lead. 57-51. Surge had 17. Pascal had 14. Kyle had 13. Your stars are really doing it for you. And Kyle, as mentioned, just trying to lay in the cut. Right? Pick his spots here and there. And then that's when the Royce O'Neal thing happened. And I love that play for Kyle Lowry because you know what? It's him showing the rest of the team, like, we're not backing down here. We're not just going to roll over. Royce Young's trying to get one over on him, maybe toss a little cheap elbow. And Kyle's showing him, nah, that's not how we play. You, you, you got to miss me with that. And when he goes back and fouls Royce Young, just to show him, like, dude, or Royce Young, Royce O'Neal, that to me is a play where Kyle Lowry, the rest of the team sees that, and they get amped up. Because there's no back down. Kyle Lowry's looking up at dude while he runs up to half court to foul him. (laughs) That's just incredible to see. So Nurse this time goes back to the bench. And 
I thought the bench did a better job at that point, right? I thought McCaw, Rondé, and Matt Thomas really gave just good minutes, good hustle minutes. And the Raps maintained. They held on to the lead after three quarters. They're up six points heading into the fourth. And they go on a run to extend the lead as soon as the fourth quarter starts. And it was a little back and forth. Raps were up 10. Then they gave up a run to Utah. Utah comes back. And it ends up being a really close game from that point on. And Joe Ingles had it going for a bit for the Utah Jazz. And it kind of turned into a thing where I thought, okay, maybe the Raps are going to run out of gas here. Maybe it's going to be a thing where finally this is going to catch up to them, right? Second night of a back-to-back, they're a little tired. The crowd noise, they keep mentioning the altitude. You know, it seemed like it could be a thing where this game was going to slip away. But what have we learned lately? What have I said I've been impressed the most with Pascal and just the Raps in general over this last little run? What you do in winning time. It was my biggest question coming into the season, and the Raptors just continue to answer said question down the stretch here. Raps 7-0 run, and it was Pascal again. Pascal just making plays. He had a play, he gets the ball in the lane, kicks it out to OG, He OG knocks down a three. Pascal again, wraps on a turnover, they're running the floor, Pascal makes a layup, wraps up five, and then there's Kyle Lowry again, picking his spots, knowing when his team needs a big shot the most, and Kyle delivers. That three-pointer that he hit, and I can't even call it a three-pointer, that deep dagger three by Kyle Lowry at the end of the shot clock, when he's hitting shots like that, how is the rest of the team not going to follow the lead of that guy? Right, This was just a typical Raptors game. When you talk about what this season has been for the Toronto Raptors, you have a little bit of everything. You have guys going down, other players stepping up, great performances from Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry not taking shit from bigger guys, OG mixing it up. Like This was the, this, if you were trying to tell a team or an alien comes down from outer space and you're trying to show them a game this season to exemplify what the Toronto Raptors season has been, this was the game. And that Gobert OG thing to end it was just perfect. I love the shots of OG trying to figure out like, wait, am I ejected? Am I kicked out of the game? And he's trying to figure it out. Gobert is thinking, wait, why am I getting kicked out of the game? I just got elbowed, (laughs) which I thought was incredible. But again, Gobert, super soft. But the Raptors, the opposite of soft. As they come up again with a huge win, 101-92, Toronto Raptors win, ending their road trip 4-1. Just a massive way to win, closing out the trip on a back-to-back in Sacto and Utah. Big wins for the Toronto Raptors. But as mentioned on this Wrap It Up podcast, we like to get interactive, which means taking your comments and questions as people are filling in on both Twitter, at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram. Huge, huge feedback coming in on both sides because you can tell the fan base is hype. And how is a fan base not going to be hype after a win like that? By Noir checks in on Instagram and says, big boy win. Uh... More comments here on Instagram. Uh, Tammy says, there ain't no quit in these Raptors. Glow Girl Smile, the Raptors are so good at defense and increasing the pace at the end of the game. It's true. They have the ability, and 
you know, we saw this a lot last year where it appeared that when they had their closing lineup that included Gasol, Siakam, Danny Green, Kawhi, and Kyle, it seemed like they had a switch where when they needed a turnover, they needed a stop, they could get it. And you kind of wonder, okay, well, what is this team going to be like this year when you remove, obviously, two of the starters out of that lineup? And now if you think this team that we saw now where there's no Mark Gasol even, so that's three starters out of the lineup, but you replace them with Patrick McCaw, who I know everybody's least favorite Raptor, but you have Patrick McCaw in there at the end of the game with OG, Serge, Kyle, and Pascal, and you're getting the same results. When these guys need to make a stop, they get that stop. And I say this all the time because we live in this era of 2020 where it's always big dunks and, you know, Euro steps that make it onto Instagram. Defensive plays rarely make it on the Instagram. But again, in close games, getting a huge stop is just as important as getting a bucket. And the Raps continue to prove that night in, night out, especially this season, when they need to make plays on the defensive end, the team buckles down and they find a way to do it and the fact that you can do that last year with Kawhi, Danny Green and Marcus all in the lineup and then you switch to this year without those three and you just replace them with the next three guys the next man up that just shows the structure and the foundation that you've built in your organization that you demand a certain level of defense to get onto the floor I mean shouts to Nick Nurse right Shouts to Nick Nurse. Uh, Austin says, all I need from McCaw on offense is hit open threes. Yeah, for sure. Totally. I think that McCaw, he's hesitant to shoot the threes. And I think that's a problem. I feel like when he gets the ball in rhythm and just shoots it, I think he has a better chance. Sometimes he, he, he gets the ball and you can tell he just doesn't want to shoot. And that can't be the situation because especially come playoff time where you're playing the same team over and over again for a two-week span, that's when the scouting report comes out. And that's when they'll sag off you on purpose and force you into taking those shots. And if you're the Raps, you don't want to be in a situation where games or moments are being decided by Patrick McCaw, right? So he's got to figure out when he's wide open, he has to have that ability that I'm going to take that shot because if he doesn't, He's just putting his team in a terrible position. The other part of that, though, is where if you're not comfortable taking that three-point shot, cut to the basket, mix things up, figure out a different way to affect the game on the offensive end because you can't just stand in the corner and be a non-factor. That's not going to work come playoff time if McCaw is going to get minutes, which, again, if the Raps are fully healthy, McCaw's probably not going to get that many minutes. But with Nurse, who knows? Nurse seems to love him, so... You might see McCaw come playoff time as well, more than you think, right? Alex says, on the broadcast, you could hear Kyle clapping back at a heckler saying, I got a ring. I got a ring on me. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that's incredible. I'm sure the Twitter sphere will show me that video. Um, Fly Miss says, let's be honest. With Abaka, Lowry, Siakam on the floor, is anyone paying attention to McCaw? Yeah, I mean, that's what we were just talking about. They're not. And then that's where you have the ability to cut to the basket, get some easy shots, but also just work on that corner three. We've seen it time and time again. And I think Pop is probably the guy who gets credited the most with just replacing that 
Bruce Bowen to Steven Jackson to, you know, I guess maybe Sean Elliott would have been the first one. But just having that swing guy, that perimeter guy, that you just sit in that corner. He did it with Richard Jefferson as well. But you just sit in the corner and you hit threes. That's it. You just be ready to make this shot. And you've seen guys make a career out of that. Heck, P.J. Tucker wasn't in the league. And he found his way back into the league by of course, playing gritty, hard-nosed defense, but also just being able to knock down that corner three, being that, you know, that three and D guy. It's a whole position, and Pat McCaw clearly has the defensive side down, so if he can just confidently learn to knock down that open three consistently, maybe he won't be a problem. Someone keeps, there's a lot of Patrick McCaw slander in this game, and I thought he didn't really play that badly, but hey. Uh, let's see what else is going on here on Twitter. Uh, what do we got here? The Utah announcers were saying that the Raptors are too fast. Totally true. Uh, Blackhawk says power surge showed up tonight. Agreed. Uh, French fan wiki asks or says we jinxed Norm Powell last night talking about who should start when Fred Van Fleet, Gasol, and Norm are all playing. <laughs> I mean. I don't think that our conversation had an effect on Norman Powell's injury status, but point taken. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Blackhawks also says Rudy doesn't know about the original gangster. <laughs> OG, get it? Yeah. <laughs> Marks for the joke. Not mad at that. Uh, more comments here. As Raptors fans, we should start a petition. Games start no later than 8 Eastern. <laughs> what? Come on, guys. It doesn't make sense. It's a West Coast trip. And aren't you having fun kind of being a little bit punch drunk at these late night podcasts? I know I kind of am, right? You have this like extra added energy. You're kind of tired at certain points during the game. But after a game like this, especially where there's moments that just get you more and more hype as it goes along, how are you not going to be fired up? Um, more comments here. Let's see what else is going on on the Twitter sphere. Uh, the Raptors have corrected an early season problem by staying composed and closing games. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they've done a good job in figuring out the hierarchy, right? And I think down the stretch, they're a lot more structured. They do a much better job of hunting out the mismatches that they want Siakam to expose. And also just knowing that, okay, well, if it's not Siakam, then it's going to be Kyle. Kyle's going to make the play and Kyle's a vet. So you trust him to make the play, but also he's done a really good job. I think this season, especially lately in figuring out how he's going to maneuver, maneuver down the stretch. And that's kind of been the key. Uh, Jay Shutterberg says Siakam and OG are getting stronger just in time for the playoffs. Uh, I'll say this. I really like OG's game. OG has been kind of up and down, and I was kind of asking for more from OG, but the more that you see this team at full strength, you realize the role that OG has to play. And he might be the same 3 and D that I was just talking about with Patrick McCaw. If OG can become like a way A-plus version of that, because we know he plays high-level defense, OG is confidently shooting that three, and for the most part, most often than not, he shoots it at a pretty good clip. But the way that OG has been mucking it up and taking the challenge, especially without Marc Gasol being in the lineup, so the Raps being really shorthanded at the big guy position, 
I think OG's done a really good job just getting in the paint and messing it up and, you know, guarding bigger guys, being just being a presence in the paint. I think OG's done a really good job of that and playing that role for this team that I've often said at times and especially early on in the season, I thought looked a little finesse. OG adds a little bit of added toughness to that. And I think that's been really, really key. Uh, switch over to Instagram. And Pastor Wesley says, Matt Thomas's rebounding is impressive. I'll give Matt Thomas this, man. He comes into the game and he's just active. Whether it's on offense or on defense, he's super active. And he's in there trying to get rebounds when he can. Does a pretty good job of that. And I like his offensive game in the sense that, yeah, we know that he can shoot threes. We know that they run sets to get him looks from three. But if it's not there, I like the fact that my guy's not afraid to up fake, dribble in, and just take that long two. Shoot or shoot. And to show the versatility in his game, he had another play where he drove the lane, he sort of up faked, waited, and then kind of went up and under, finished with the left. I was impressed with Matt Thomas. And I know everyone's talking about the McCaw minutes and you'd rather see more Matt Thomas or Terrence Davis instead of McCaw. I kind of low-key like what Nurse is doing in keeping Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas hungry. Keeping the Young Bucks hungry and not handing them minutes. They're going to have to come out and earn those minutes, meaning playing hard on the defensive end, have a little internal competition. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, making sure that both those Young Bucks at least instill some form of consistency. What are you going to bring effort-wise, night in, night out, to contribute to this team? That's the difference right now between those guys and what Nurse is expecting to get from McCaw, which is just effort on a defensive end, playing good defense. You saw him, there was a really good play late where they swang the ball and he helped on defense and then got out to contest the shot on Donovan Mitchell. Like It's little things like that. I know I sound like a huge nerd talking about how great he, you know, helps and recovers, but those are the things that McCaw does. It's not going to show up in a stat sheet. It's not super pretty, but that consistent effort defensively is why you consistently see Nick Nurse turn to him and give him minutes over the two young bucks. Uh, but yeah, great game for the Toronto Raptors. Divad pops in and says, Gobert was miserable all game. It's because the Raps were giving them fits between Surge, between OG, between uh, Pascal. The Raptors were all over the, the boards, and they out-rebounded the Jazz, what, 53-34. to 34. And Rudy Gobert in this game, I mean, you're talking about an all-star big Rudy Gobert, what we're told is all-star caliber, defensive player of the year caliber. And in 32 minutes, my guy finished with six points and four rebounds. I'm, I'm just going to let a pause sit on that for a bit because then I'm going to remind you that Rondé Hollis Jefferson tonight off the Raptors bench had eight points and 10 rebounds. So how's Rondé coming off the bench to get 10 rebounds and your man's Rudy Gobert's out here with his seven foot self getting four rebounds in a game. Hey man, gotta like the toughness, the grit of this Raptors team. They just don't give up and undersized doesn't matter undermanned doesn't matter on the road second end of a back-to-back -back, doesn't matter because at the end of the day the raptors win again big win for the toronto raptors 101 92 over the utah jazz to finish a successful road trip four and one 
on this road trip. And I think I had the stat. I hope I get this right. But the Raptors had two road trips of at least five games this season. And it's the first time that they have had winning road trips while having multiple road trips of at least five games. Does that make sense? I hope I said that right. <laughs> I hope I said that and it makes sense. Bottom line, I'm trying to tell you the Raptors play really, really well on the road. They play really, really well at home. And this regular season has been a huge success if you are a Toronto Raptors fan. And hey, get a lot of time to bask in this win because the Raps don't play again until Saturday where they play the Detroit Pistons, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Detroit. Yeah, they play the Pistons on Saturday at home. And hopefully that gives enough time for either Norm or Freddie to be back in the lineup. Perfect world, hopefully both. Hopefully. I just really hope that Norm is okay. Because it would really suck for Norm to go down again for another long-term injury after he's already missed, I think, 20 games this season. So hopefully Norm is okay. Hopefully it's not too serious and this you know, extended break in between games as the Raptors return home from a road trip gives him some time to recover and be all right. The other thing, uh, I see people asking about Terrence Davis, what's going on with Terrence Davis. I just think it's tough. The minutes at TD's getting off the bench, especially if Kyle's not there, and we know there's no Marcus Gasol on the floor, right? It's kind of tough for him to... You're in a tough position because the offense is just stagnant with McCaw as a point guard, Davis as the other point guard. Where's the offense coming from? Pascal isn't really at that point where he's full-time creating shots for other people. So I think you'll see the bench be more productive once Freddie gets back. The problem is if you're Terrence Davis, once Freddie gets back, and if Norm's back, you might not be one of the other guys in as a part of the bench crew. So it's kind of a tough spot right now. But again, I like what Nurse is doing because I like the healthy competition between Matt Thomas, between Terrence Davis. And unlike most of Raptors Nation, I'm also not mad at Patrick McCaw's minutes. But hey, I understand. And don't get me wrong, I'm hella entertained by the slander that Patrick McCaw ignites in the Raptors fan base. Uh, so many more comments. I, I want to read them all, but there's so much. Uh, Lisa says, you're right. Kyle knows the game so well. Last night, Siakam wanted to pass, but Kyle told him to post up and score. Uh, JC says, trust in Nick Nurse, people. I think people are trying starting to figure that out. Nick Nurse, if he's not winning Coach of the Year, then they probably need to fix the criteria of what it means to be Coach of the Year because to have this team where they are with what the Raptors have been through, it's just incredible. Um, but yeah, enjoy this week, Raptors fans. You know, hopefully Raptors team can use their time to get uh, healthy. And it's a great move that that first game back is against Detroit. <laughs> so you can kind of ease your way back in because playing that game means Detroit has a couple games or a couple days in Toronto, you would assume. But also... It's the Pistons. They're not very good. So you, it would be a good game for guys to like ease their way back into a homestand after a very tough road trip and after a long extended period of time off. So, hey, see you guys next Saturday. Enjoy this. 
have fun. And again, thanks for tuning into this to wrap it up podcast. Whether you are live on Twitter at Shell Alexander, really appreciate you guys. Huge shout to you guys for all the likes and retweets. I see you guys and really appreciate you guys rocking with us and repping for the wrap it up podcast. Same thing goes for you guys on Instagram, the whole Instagram posse that's been here from the beginning, holding us down on the wrap it up pod. Coach Flores, Glow Girl Smile, DJ Raymond, Austin, Pastor Wesley, uh, Alex, K2's Garnett, and Tammy. Really appreciate all you guys rocking with us and supporting the wave that is the podcast. Huge, because I wouldn't be able to do this on nights like this, late night, without you guys here to interact with me and get me hype as this Raptors run continues, because this season had just been incredible. And every time I think that, you know, this might be a letdown game or you know, of course you're going to have a game like this. Teams have games like this all the time. This Raptors team shows me that I should just shut up, sit back, and just enjoy the ride. And you know what? I think I'm going to do that. And I'll see you guys in a few days until Saturday. I think I'll see you guys Saturday. Pretty sure I'll see you guys on Saturday for that game. And really appreciate you guys tuning into this to wrap it up podcast. Because as always, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is... Wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh, blast.